Good evening, Monadnock Region, and welcome back to the Space Lounge. This is GoMo Tonight, Monadnock Region's only locally focused, local interest comedy podcast. I'm your host, Christy Loretto, and I'm here with my one co-host, Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And uh, we're missing Sam, we're missing Sam Abbott this evening. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, before we really get into the the meat of the episode, and there's you know plenty of plenty of meat here, or plenty of chickpeas if you don't eat meat. Um, I just want to talk. So today is is Tuesday, June twenty eighth, and it's been a while since we have released an episode. And and even in our typical schedule, we're hoping to get this out this week in just a couple of days. So we're a little bit behind schedule, even for getting the episode out uh, this week. So a lot, you know, very unusual, but that happens in the summertime. Even though we are no longer school children, schedules get disrupted and, and time and obligations and things like that become a lot more fluid. And June, which is about to expire, sadly, but um, great weather. Great. I mean, it's my favorite month. It was awesome. The there is just so much about uh, this time of year that just can't be beat. You know, when we we had in the winter time wars, not really wars, but just one little trade off of essays between myself and Kayla Law about like the supremacy of winter and how you you, know, you must embrace it and. A lot of people, I think we talked about it on the show, like a lot of people will say that if you hate winter, what are you doing here in New England? And this, this is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing here. The, the June in New England, like what is better anywhere? Like, oh my God. So even just without getting into the glorious, like just 80 degree day today, like not too hot, not too humid, sunny just gorgeous, right? But just the late evening, and, and because we have you know such a late sunset at this point in the year, late evening kind of goes you know well beyond like supper time. And you know, I was taking a trip down to I had to run down to Ashby. I'll let you guys figure out what I was doing down there. And I'm driving through New Ipswich, and like the well, actually, first I'm coming down into like um, the, um, you know, I'm on 101 going down towards the Big Apple gas station in Peterborough and the sun is just coming down and all of the big white pines up on, uh, up on the ridge of like, you know, must be like Granite street. Just, just the top half of them are like gold. They're just in gold, yeah. like blazing golden light. And then I drive down the road and I'm in like new Ipswich and, you know, you're kind of like, there's points on, along the road there where you're sort of like high up and you're like looking off and like the um, I'm, I'm driving away from the sun and the sky is just sort of this like indigo. And then there's just a couple of clouds and they, the, there's like a sort of a band of them and they're just purple. They're just like purple with shadow with like purple with like pink shadows and like different shades of blue in there and stuff. And it was just, the color was amazing. Right. And, and then even, you know, go down and on the way back, I'm coming over the mountain, you know, in the other direction, heading about to head down into Peterborough and just like along the horizon to the right of Mount Monadnock is just this 
gold band of like just the remains of the sunset. And it was just glorious. And then icing on the cake, I'm on Old Dublin Road coming up home. And I see, I'd actually seen a deer already in Temple. But I just see this deer and it's just like right out on the side of the road. And so like I stopped the car and I rolled the window down and I'm like, yo, I'm like, what's up, deer? And the deer was like entirely unafraid, just was chomping on some bushes. And I was I took a picture and I'm like, you know, it's good to see you. Like good to good to have this moment with you. I said goodbye, slow, you know, slowly drove away. The deer never like ran away or anything. We just had a nice little moment. And that is only possible in June or at least in the summertime in all of what I just described. And it's, uh, Oh, it's a delight and there's more to come. And that's the greatest thing about June. It's like, <laughs> it's like December in reverse in December. You actually do get some great things, right? A lot of celebration, a lot of, you know, lights and pretty things and all this stuff. But then, you know, Oh my God, like all this is in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Like all this white snow and, you know, um, like dehydrated air and depression, you know, but this is the opposite of that where it's like, Oh my God, we just had like the greatest month. And then the next month is like the second greatest month. (laughs) Then the month after that is like a tie for the second greatest month, you know? And like in September, not too bad either. October (laughs) also usually pretty good, you know? So it's like, it's like, man, like, we're like there's there's so there's so many great and and glorious and beautiful things going on right now, but all this wonder is is like basically the you know the heart of the year is all before us. So I hope you all, hope you all enjoyed that little moment of of uh, inner peace. It was it was lovely. It's a lovely we, picture you painted. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good way to start this episode, and and that's a good. That's a good segue to the fact that, um, you know, Sam's not here because he's, he doesn't want to be associated with us. Um, no, I'm just, I'm not, not, re- not, not real, not really true. Not really true. No, Sam is on vacation in Salisbury actually. And they don't have both things either. might be true. He, he, yeah, <laughs> we, we <laughs> well, we, you know, we caught some flack for the last episode, which we'll talk about in a minute. And, um, you know, we're not, you know, definitely not trying to piss everybody off here. Um, but no, that's not Sam. Sam is not a coward. He's not in hiding because of that episode. Not that he, I don't even know if he was really guilty of, of saying any of the objectionable. No, things. I don't, I think, I think the flack passed right over Sam. Yeah. I don't think it was Sam's innocence. Probably in any case, but that's not really why he's not here. He's, he's just on vacation and told us to go on without him because we are so far behind. It's been a long time. In fact, I, I don't remember. So I'm just going to look it up right now. Producer Jimmy, um, also taking the week off. Um, well, my parents were here from South Carolina. Yep. Since last time we released an episode, they also agree by the way, that, New Hampshire in June is the best. South Carolina the best. in June, Sorry. not that great. 18 days ago, um, which is actually, I, I, for some reason, it seems longer than that in my head. But I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be about a three week gap between episodes. Not intentional, you know. Um, 
there's there's several things. One we mentioned in the last episode, maybe even the last two episodes. We're really we've been trying to get our dear dear friend Sarah Aborn, an author of the Up Level Self Healing Workbook, which is published. We did the pre-sale. We sold out of the first run of her books, and the orders are going out now. We're we've made our second order. They're going to be coming. You know, hopefully in a week or so. I can, we'll I can show this. I can yeah, show, show it off. Show okay. this off. Grab it. Since we can't get Sarah in the flesh. Look at this. It's a real live book. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And we can get a little flip through. Thing. Sorry for people just listening. As just I listen said to, to the perfect... rustle of that high quality paper. That's right. And anybody who's watching this, um, as I said to a perfect stranger earlier today, we can take no credit for the beautiful design of this, which was all Sarah. Um, and so we'd really like to get her on to promote this. We've been trying. We've had a couple of dates set up. Schedules are tough. Things haven't worked out. We have, we've like put off recording sessions of our own in anticipation of, of, of putting out an episode with Sarah and then it doesn't work out. And so then we're, we're behind. And then, you know, um, you know, th there was also selfish reasons we put off. Like I was tired one night and Sam was busy one night. And so we skipped it, skipped it. Um, but we actually did meet a couple weeks back um, to record a week and a half ago or so to record an episode. And may um, I just say, we recorded while my parents were here because I was very dedicated and I did not. Yes, I know. And I, and I feel <laughs> bad. I made you record while your parents were here. And then uh, yeah, they hate, I can't even believe these words are leaving my mouth. I, I censored the episode. I, I self censored. And I, I honestly, I didn't even listen to it again to know for sure how bad it is. We're going to let this episode, <laughs> the first episode 30, um, be a legendary thing. It's a thing that exists out there that no one will hear. Who knows? Maybe little bits and pieces of it will release someday if there's uh, mm -hmm. sufficient demand for that. Um, episode triple X. I, 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 I know. It was triple X. So this is, this is now episode triple X. Um, very we different in character. 31. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, maybe we will call it 31 and we'll just skip 30 and we'll, we'll, we'll let that be part. All right. That is what we're going to do. We'll let that be part of the, yeah. the legendary triple X episode had to be censored. It was too hot for the airwaves. Uh, in all honesty, I'm not sure that I, I was going to say I or anybody else, but let's, let's be honest. Like I, I'm not sure that I really said anything that was that, bad on that episode but but it was a it was a timing and tactfulness thing from my perspective and um i'm not above doing this from time to time i'm not a fan of it but you know we caught some flack for episode 29 um and for the for the for the bit about the lifeguards you know, we caught we caught some flack. We caught some we got some legitimate flack. We caught some less legitimate flack. Um, but I'll address those things specifically in a minute. But okay. the general thrust of it, or at least of the legitimate criticism, was that um, we were being a little bit mean spirited. And again, I'll 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 talk about that in a minute. And maybe there's maybe there's some merit to that claim. And in any case, even if I don't believe that I was being mean, it sounded mean to some people. Uh, <laughs> and, 
And based on the topics that we end up covering in the Triple X episode. I keep wanting to make jokes about, but maybe they're just was, secret. You know, a certain line of pride decor and a different group of older teenagers that's not the lifeguards. And but it, also that I, I probably don't support enough. Yeah. I, I, I thought about the subject matter after the fact and after in light of the, the criticism. And I thought that perhaps it might also be construed as a tiny bit mean. And I, you know, those of you who know me, those of you who listen to this episode, well, I mean, I guess it, it, it could be said that it is known that I'm not necessarily above being a little bit mean and I'm not, necessarily trying to avoid at all times being a little bit mean but i don't want to just be mean and i don't want to release two mean episodes in a row and if it seems like i'm being mean to young people in one episode and then i might have been a little bit mean about a different group of young people in the next episode people might think i hate the youth and i'm not trying to give that impression or send that message I guess is uh, is is what I'm saying. So I think I think when you listen to it, like I I'm okay with you censoring it. You know I, I'm okay. Yeah, we with talked it. about it. I I, I say, you know I say this like yeah. I did it just by myself, but I talked to the both Sam and Zoe, and and they agreed that if I felt that that was right, that they were fine with it. There was yeah. not a we didn't argue about it. But I think that when you listen to it, I think that you will. My memory of it is that you were quite kind and supportive to the youth. But I did offer a summit. I, re- you did. I remember that a peace summit. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe the, the 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 band episode. Maybe we'll release it at some point. Maybe we'll put it on Patreon for our Monadnock Underground subscribers. <laughs> you can have a have a special um, bonus uh, bonus episode that's too hot for the air. Um, no, so let's talk about the the whole lifeguard situation, and, and you know, this and goes, the, the flack, and the flack, and this goes back to the fact that in episode twenty nine we talked about the fact, and this this was actually not a conversation necessarily started by us because it was it was we were talking about a post in the Peterborough Facebook group that was from an upset mother. Um, upset about the rigidity of the enforcement of certain rules, especially rules that seem sort of arbitrary, by the esteemed young lifeguards at Cunningham Pond. And, you know, the, the, the Post had a lot of support. There were a lot of other parents that connected with mm-hmm. what this woman was saying. We even talked. We even talked to some people after the fact who who witnessed this and backed uh-huh. up the story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who did not comment on the Facebook post, but who backed it up in person. Who backed it up? Yeah, who yeah. who verified that that is in fact what happens? You know, and so part of our discussion on the episode, I one thing that really made some people mad is that I. <laughs> I said that if any of the light, and I'm sorry to laugh again, you guys are going to hate me because I'm laughing at the thing that <laughs> that made people mad. But I, I said that I wanted to, if any of the lifeguards bothered me, I wanted to hand them just kind of like wave a 20 and tell them to fuck off. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
no, I've, I've never done that. And I've, <laughs> I'm sorry. I do, I do find the idea funny and I'm sorry that some people don't, but I've never done that. I'm not actually advocating, you know, it was intended to be hyperbolic. You know, I'm not telling people that that is what they should do. Um, but that was, that was something that, that people found offensive and, but the, the, the point that we were trying to make was just that we felt that the pond would be better off without the lifeguards and that, that this was a, a strong, strong sentiment among, I don't know, anybody with parents under teenage years, I think this is almost a universal sentiment, uh, I would say. With kids under, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Did I say parents under? You did. Under teenage, no, I didn't. Yeah, I was sorry. like very confused about what you were saying about the teen moms. And no, 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 no. <laughs> I God, I'm not going there. I'm not going into that. Um, but the just no. parents the, with young kids parents don't like the lifeguard. Don't really want None the lifeguard there, and that that's that's sort of the point that we were trying to make. Um. Before I address what I consider to be sort of the substantive side of, of the criticisms, um, because I do see a certain point of view um, that was expressed um, in a very nice way to all of us. Um, but I, <laughs> I just want to say that the first plaque that we got was when it was pointed out to us that there was a correspondence listed in the select board agenda for the meeting of, I believe this is like June 21st, um, yeah, June 21st in the select board packet. And it was a correspondence between a gentleman named um, Ellsworth Lake and the um, Lisa Koziel Betts, who's the recreation director, about, about us. And I would like to, this is not what I, oh, and it was, it was sent to, it was, um, they copied um, the police chief and the select board, um, Mr. Ells uh, Ellsworth Lake oh. did. That's, and I think that's how it probably got on the select board agenda because it was actually a correspondence with yes. the select board. Um, Ellsworth Lake, Hancock resident, may I Hancock resident, not a Peterborough resident. <clears throat> I'm just going to read this. This is from Monday, June 13th. Uh, good afternoon, Lisa. I hope you're well and had a good weekend. Very polite beginning. Um, did you hear this recent GOMO Monadnock podcast? See link below about the fascist Cunningham Pond lifeguards. While I understand this is supposed to be comedy, this crosses the line and puts these teenage lifeguards into difficult and dangerous situations. Chris DiLoretto's comments about bribing the teenage lifeguards to let adults slash parents drink alcohol at Cunningham Pond is inappropriate. Comments like this spark mob mentality. Hmm. And those that follow his advice will create potentially dangerous situations both at the pond and on the roads. Does Zoe Roten-Heinzman really belong on the Recreation Committee? Hmm, does she? As a member of the Recreation Committee, she needs to advocate for these lifeguards. I believe her comments on this podcast contradict the committee charge, quote unquote. There's a link. There's a hyperlink here. We'll go into the hyperlink in a minute. It's to the Peterborough government page with the, uh, specifically for the rec committee. 
it continues. In the 14 years we lived in Peterborough. Oh, so he's an emeritus. He has emeritus rights uh, here. Um, we spent a lot of time at Cunningham Pond. I can count the number of times on one hand the Cunningham Pond lifeguards disciplined our kids. What will the recreation department do to help support the lifeguards when dealing with these parents? Does the pond need more visits from the police? With all the stress in a teenager's life these days, i.e. threats of gun violence at Conval last week, the last thing these teenagers need is to deal with parents that act like this. I look forward to your comments and hearing your action plan for protecting Sophia and the other lifeguards at Cunningham Pond. Best regards, Ellsworth Lake. Uh, Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Wow. All right. <laughs> I, I have a lot of issues with Ellsworth's letter here, Ellsworth's email. Um, you know, first of all, no, you know, even if it was a little over the top, it was not over the line um, in the sense that, you know, he seems to be accusing me and I don't, I don't, I don't really like being accused of things of, of inciting violence against lifeguards, you know, because I told the joke about giving them money and telling them to fuck, which first of all, giving them money and telling them to fuck off while again, a little mean isn't violent just for the record. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know any definition where like offering someone money to go away is not considered a nonviolent response to a situation. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, and comments like this spark mob mentality. Now I don't appreciate the anti-Italian slur, uh, Ellsworth. All right. You know, I, I, I know. I know we Italians, you know, are associated with La Cosa Nostra, uh, are associated with bribing people, you know, greasing the wheels and everything. Uh, but I don't appreciate it. Um, you know, you sound very Anglo-Saxon and maybe that makes you feel at home here in New Hampshire, but I have every right to be here just as much as you do, um, despite my olive-colored skin, which looks better than yours. But... Even if he didn't mean that, and he just meant that I was somehow going to spark a bunch of copycat. I mean, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, even if I was serious, who is listening to, you know, who's, who, who else is going to do that? You know, I mean, I don't know. And even if they were, I, I don't really take responsibility for that, frankly. Um, this isn't an advice program, you know, uh, as he said, uh, creating dangerous situations. I don't know. Uh, you know, and then, you know, at the end he talks about the, the do, do I need to be visited by the police? Do the lifeguards need to be protected? They, do they need armed, <laughs> armed men to come and protect them from my $20 bill? Ellsworth, is that what you think? I don't really like this. This feels threatening to me, Ellsworth. And this is in the public record. I don't really want to hear it. Okay. But then, before we talk about Lisa's response, I just want to talk about this. So then in the middle there, basically like the, the impeachment of, of Zoe Roden Heinzman here. Um, you know, so let's follow the link. Um, her comments contradict the committee charge. The committee charge is 
to help provide high quality recreation opportunities for all Peterborough residents. I would argue that your comments do exactly that. Uh, to foster community awareness regarding the role that recreation plays in the overall quality of life, the Peterborough Recreation Committee is a link between the Recreation Department and the community. Peterborough Recreation Committee members are advocates for recreation. Yes, the whole conversation was advocating for recreation. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's self-evident. To protect, preserve, use, and develop the town's recreation resources. Absolutely. If those resources are, are you know, polluted by authoritarianism, no one has recreation. We turn into the People's Republic of China. That's what their ponds are like. The New York Times did a big story about it this week. Look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, and to evaluate the need for public for private or public property for the purpose of creating, enlarging, and improving public parks, recreation areas, and facilities for Peterborough residents, not relevant to the discussion. So, no, no reasonable person would read that and think that Zoe did anything wrong. She can't be actually impeached, even if she were to, even if she were to make a Facebook page that said, I hate recreation. <laughs> <laughs> she could not be removed forcibly. There is no mechanism for that. She cannot be removed forcibly. And, you know, as we found out from the whole town clerk fiasco, you can do a lot of things and not be removed if you are in your position due to the will of the voters. Uh, basically, unless Zoe steals money, which she doesn't have access to anyway, you guys are stuck with her. Even if she hates recreation, well, which she doesn't. So, so the other moms who don't like lifeguards at the pond and I have been well, making jokes about, <laughs> I don't know anyone who enjoys, well, let me, we've all been really liking our days lifeguard free this week and last, I will say it's been very nice, but they've been joking that for me to show my support for Peter Bros teens. Okay. So it's obvious that I support recreation, right? based mm -hmm. on your arguments, maybe it's the teens themselves that I'm not mm -hmm. supporting properly. So yeah. we've been trying to come up with like, should I make a t-shirt that says like, I heart teens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I heart teen boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I properly show my support there's, for them? A recreation on the back. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yes. Maybe no one will doubt your, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe no one will accuse you of hating the teens. Teen um, lover. That was a shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. Actually, you could do, as a license plate, you could do T E E N L V R. Um, <laughs> and then they'll really know how committed <laughs> you are. Um, to making sure those teens have fun. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and I want to go back to the teens in a minute, but I do just want to point out, for the record, actually, um, Lisa, the rec director's response, is uh, also in the public record, and her response is, is eminently reasonable, and so I do just want to say, much appreciated on the response. Ellsworth, kind of a whack job, um, but Lisa, Lisa responds, <laughs> with the select board and the police chief 
you know, sorry, police chief, you know, like I, I don't, I didn't realize he was, I didn't mean to like that. take up your time with this. Um, if you have encountered the program because of this, I hope that you are a fan. We'd love to have you on. Um, if you'd like to, um, come on and, and talk about the department and perhaps denounce us. I don't know. Um, anyways, um, good afternoon, Ellsworth. I received your email. I will be looking into this further. I have heard comments about the podcast, but have not listened to it myself. Sorry to hear that, Lisa. We welcome you as a listener anytime. In talking with the head guard, the staff staff is hardly ever approached for being diligent and doing their job, even though there may be written or verbal backfire on social media. So in other words, no one's actually a dick to the lifeguards, and they just complain about it after, which in my mind, is not inappropriate, right? Uh, There is a phone with a live line installed in case of issues, and I have always empowered them to call the police for it is not their duty to act as police officers. Good. We held a staff meeting, or we we held a staff training just last week with a police representative to empower the staff and let them know that everyone is working together on this. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Outside of the bantering on social media, I've heard nothing from our staff in previous years or this year to suggest our lifeguards are in jeopardy. (laughs) Like I said, I will investigate this further. Yes, that is correct, Lisa. Nobody's in jeopardy because nobody is actually picking on the lifeguards. You know, we, when these things happen, we roll our eyes, you know, like we look at the other parents in in exasperation, you know. Um, we, We don't, we're not we're not beasts here. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Um, and again, were I a beast, I would do something other than offer them money. Right. You can, what are you going to call the cops for? If I'm like, you know, he tried to give me a $20 bill bribing a public official. You know what I mean? Is he good? I, and what I really, honestly, I mean, I could probably make money off of an episode like that. If I was, if I was taken away in cuffs from the pond for attempted bribery of a public official and, um, charged with that as a crime. I, I mean, I would find that hilarious, you know, I mean that, you know, I mean, it's not, a, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a felony. If it is a felony, it's, I don't think I would even have a problem explaining it to prospective employers. Honestly, like, you know, do you have a felony? Please explain. Well, they, I tried to give the lifeguards $20 to leave me alone. And, you know, I was arrested and, and charged, but no, I mean, no, no, prosecutor in the state would actually bring that to trial. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so in any case, n- non-issue guys, nobody is picking on anybody. But I guess I feel like I should um, address maybe a, a, a slightly different angle of criticism that was brought to us, I think, in a more reasonable fashion. Uh that I do respect, and I th- and and it doesn't necessarily make me want to change anything that I said, um, but I do respect the point of view, and I and I understand it, and I I consider it legitimate. But it's it's essentially just that, um, and and I think Ellsworth touches on this a tiny bit when he talks about like the teens have enough to worry about and all this stuff, and the the criticism that was made. Um, was, you know, sort of the, you know, we, we slash I, um, came across like a, 
just sort of a mean middle-aged man um, who hates the te- who hates the kids. And kids these days are worthless and screw them. And um, you know, and and you know, as as this person put it, like they're you see lifeguards come and go throughout the years and as with the character of teenagers, like some are good and and some are not as good and you sort of roll with the punches. And, and I dig that. I do. I'm not, this isn't a capital offense here. I'm not, I don't want to ostracize anybody. I don't even know their names and I would never want to attack them. You know what I mean? Or or like, or or personally as a, as a person, It's, it's, it's completely just in their capacity as a role, you know? I don't have anything. They are kids. I, I, I do know that and I understand it. I do remember what it was like being a kid. I do remember it not being particularly easy. I understand. I, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on them or, and I, do, I don't want to seem like the, the old man shaking his fist. And I do sometimes. I know it, it happens, not just in this case, but with other cases. That's just the world I find myself living in. It's, it's not, it's not someplace I tried to be. But in this case, I, I don't mean to be mean to the teens. And and there's something intriguing to me about this part because obviously, as I mentioned, the there's, as I alluded to, there's sort of this divide Um, and it, it is generational. You know, we have Gen X parents of, older teenagers today, primarily, you know, and, and, and I mean, some, some Gen X parents certainly have grown children as well. It's a, it's a range of, you know, uh, hopefully you guys don't understand that. Um, but that's what we're dealing with. And then we have older millennials with, you know, kids that are like 13 and under. Right. And we see it on the lifeguard issue in terms of this like very stark divide where it, it definitely seems like people who are, and, and I'm not, this is not, you know, I am often critical of generation X, but this isn't me being that. I don't think, but maybe it is, but I don't, I don't think so. But the, the, um, there's almost, there, there's, there is this inability to connect on, on some of these issues. And, and, we are we are different generationally, but like I said, like I started to say, we we see it with the lifeguard issue, but I think that it's bigger than that, and I think that what we're seeing is that the interests of parents with teenagers are different than the interests of of parents of of sub sub teenagers, I guess we could call them. Perhaps that's always true, perhaps, and in some ways, certainly that's always true. You know, you see it in in the whole discussion around um, we need more activities for teens. We need more things for teens to do. And our cohort usually looks at that and it's kind of like, do we, you know, do we really? And, th- and there's a lot of different reasons for that, I think. But um, some of that is because we don't have teenagers that need things to do. You know, obviously I understand. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be completely blind to the fact that we, that some of this is simple self-interest basically, you know, that the parents of teenagers have a self-interest to, to look after them and we don't. Right. Um, but I don't know, maybe I'm not doing a great job expressing it, but I just, I think that there's something about these particular generations, Gen X and Gen Z, you know, as they go up together and there's, there's almost just this 
constant lamentation for the youth that I feel that there is. And, and everyone feels really bad for them, or at least the Gen Xers feel really bad mm -hmm. for the Gen Z kids. Um, and I'm not saying whether that's valid or not. I, I'm just saying that it's there, I think. I mean, do you, do you see that? I mean, is any, is any of this making any sense? I guess I should ask. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before. So I, I think I understand your thoughts a little more clearly than maybe you're expressing them here, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> Gen Zers have had a pretty rough couple of years though. I will say, like, I yeah. feel like the teens, you know, had a, had a worse couple of years than you know kids are kids age did yeah so maybe th Probably. maybe that's part of it i don't know yeah. do yeah. you feel like it was pre-2020 that you saw this that's a good question i'm not sure i'm not sure that i can answer it's sometimes it's hard to remember the before times you it know? is I, um, I totally sometimes i see a memory of something and i think it was in the after times because it's a clear memory but it was actually 2019 and then it's occasionally vice versa you know i it's it is hard to say i don't know maybe that is true May, maybe and it yeah i mean you locked a bunch of teenagers inside for a year at minimum but about a year um probably and with social media <laughs> and and like phones and yeah. so they're probably not okay right now <laughs> still <laughs> They're probably not okay right now. Um, that's that's probably true. So, I still don't want lifeguards at the pond. I mean, by the way, the the funny thing is that the outcome is <laughs> it's it's such a twenty twenty two story because there's staffing issues still everywhere, right? And there's that includes lifeguards, and that and that was the case last year. Last year they could not hire enough lifeguards. Right. Well, it, I wanted to say this like. In my defense, maybe, like, I don't mean it as a defense per se, but this whole issue even came up on the rec committee as a staffing issue. I don't think I would have been, like, saying, just fire everybody. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't think any of us would have been saying, get rid of the teens, if it wasn't a staffing issue. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, well, well, all right. Well, here's what I would say. I don't, yes. What I would have said is... Even if, even if it wasn't a staffing issue, if we haven't hired them yet, we're not, we shouldn't. Sure. And next year we shouldn't have it use that money. I'm not even saying give the money back to the taxpayers, although some people would say that, but use it for something else. Pay somebody else to do something else. That's um, fine. We, we yeah. had to start here though. The, Cause this I'm not year trying was to like, steal the teen jobs. Right. You know? But at the beginning of this year, it wasn't even, it was like, this wasn't even in the realm of like, something we can think about and yeah. now we're going to have this beautiful summer where it is yeah. you know there's no lifeguards and we'll see what happens from here but i don't think i would have been advocating to like fire yeah, you know I get rid of jobs that people want yeah, yeah, i don't want to kick out yeah. I was never like a kick out the teens we don't want them here it's just like hey we have this issue here's a way that we can solve it by yeah. not trying to staff the pond everyone would be happy that that's where it came from yeah, it's a very high bar for me to call for anyone anywhere to be fired. And for a teenager in a teenage type of a job, it's a higher bar, you know, because, yeah. I mean, you know, you should have seen me as a teenage worker, you know, can you imagine? Like, I, I was, I was awful. 
you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't know, maybe it's my mob mentality, all of skin, but I just have never had that real good Protestant work ethic, you know? So especially in these like meaningless jobs, when I'm just trying to like get a few bucks of spending money, like work in retail or whatever, it was all about like doing as little work as possible, you know? And so I get it. I, I understand. And I definitely am not calling for anybody to be fired or harmed. Yeah. Or any, anything requiring the police to come. If this wasn't a staffing issue where like a little bit of pressure means that we can open up this idea of a, of a lifeguardless pond, we totally all could have and would have just peacefully rolled with it. Absolutely. As we always do is, you know, as, and as we always have without, without any trouble, you know, I've, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's the 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 yeah. But in any case, I don't I don't want to I don't want to seem like I hate the teenagers and I'm sorry. And sometimes I do talk like I hate the teenagers. Sometimes I am a little bit dismissive of Gen Z because I I mean their prospects are indeed so dim. Um just just based on everything that they've endured and every study that I've seen about their behavior um, and, and their it, just where they fall economically and the size, like their, their numbers and, and everything else, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great in a lot of ways. And I don't know how it's a feedback loop where I think that the things that they've had to endure in some cases, leave them less prepared to deal with the things that they're going to have to endure. And I don't see a solution for it. You know, sometimes historical forces just are what they are. And we we all can do the best that we can with our family and friends. We're sort of all there Mm -hmm. at this point and, and going forward. But, um, but that doesn't mean that I wish them ill. I, I, I certainly don't. And I, I certainly, I, I'm not old enough to, to be taking on an attitude of, of like hatred of youthfulness in itself. I would, I, and I would never, I mean, at any age, you know, that's not, I think anybody that knows me knows that that's not my, I don't like, I don't like childishness, you know, but like youth, youthfulness and like being young and the challenges inherent to that i am i am sensitive to i do i do understand i mean i i didn't have an easy go of it all the time and i was pretty deranged until that prefrontal cortex finalized itself around age 25 you know um i give everybody a i give these people a wide berth i just want to be left alone at the pond and i Regardless of whether I follow the rules at the pond, I have never caused any sort of um, dangerous situation in any way, shape, or form. And I resent the accusation. So, that's that. The other episode, just... Too many ceramic genitalia jokes and just a little bit mean to those fight club kids. Um, and I, I don't know, we'll maybe we'll, we'll revisit these topics another time. Um, but 
Do we have anything? Is there anything in the newspaper? Is there anything going on? Um, I have a stack. I have a we stack can take a look. We, we've got a we've got a few minutes where we can we can kind of take a, pe- a peek at the paper. Things do tend to. Um, we're heading into the dog days now, you know. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I, <laughs> I have a um, a police log that I did read. A lot of the papers I haven't read. It's just like it's that summer. Like I don't bring my don't papers. No, right now. Pond, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I did. I did pull out this police log that I thought we should talk about. Yeah. This was last Thursday's paper, but it's the police log from Tuesday, June 14th. Okay. And there is an, was an animal complaint. At 3.19 p.m., a Webb Road resident, not me, it's my street, but it wasn't me, complained about his neighbor's roosters crowing all day, starting at 5 a.m. nonstop. Sergeant Zanakis advised him that there were no ordinances pertaining to this issue and that it was not criminal as the roosters had not damaged any of his property. I do. Well, yeah, um, I like that last line about the, the, <laughs> the only way the roosters could be criminal is if they destroy property. Um, it does always amuse me that somehow a town of the character of Peterborough managed to never make like a noise ordinance of any kind. And, uh, you know, a noise ordinance is one of the few things that towns are permitted to do in the mm. state of New Hampshire. And some towns have them, but you can make a whole bunch of, you can play a bunch of loud, heavy metal at three in the morning with like a powerful speaker. And like, I mean, the cops will come, they will talk to you. Um, because people will call and, and they'll, they'll oblige, you know, they'll go, they'll go check it out, but they will say to you that they can't really do anything. You're on your property and you're making a bunch of noise, whether it's you or your animals, your livestock, uh, you, there's nothing that prohibits you from doing that here. Can New Hampshire towns make rules about like livestock? Can they say what kind of animals you can have or how many? Do you know? I think that there might be some. Well, I don't know. I might be thinking of Massachusetts. I know you can. You can in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, but towns have a lot more authority in Massachusetts to do things. Um, I I still want to say something in my brain tells me that I have heard of ordinances in certain towns where you. I don't know though. I don't know. Like I don't know if you can ban chickens, for instance. Um, I mean, I, I know in other places I've lived, like Portland, Oregon, there were rules like you can have three hens or something like that. But oh, I don't yeah. know if that's exactly the rule, but like no roosters allowed and like no more than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I don't think know. One, I, I bet you what um, I bet you what gets you in New Hampshire more than towns itself is like homeowners associations in developments, mm. um, because they will. I think I think any. I would be shocked if there is any development with the homeowners association that allows any chickens because like kind of like the whole point of the HOA is, um, you know, talk about fascism, which by the way, like in real life, like when I'm not making jokes, um, 
I don't like to throw that word around. Actually, it has a very specific historical meaning in it. I'm not going to define it for you here, but very few things that we tend to call fascist uh, are go there. This is more authoritarian. So I didn't mean to say that, but talk about authoritarianism, you know, height of the grass, you know what I mean? Um, right. the, the condition of the lawn, uh, no cars on the street, like that kind of thing. Like it's all about, um, you know, the, the kind of the worst parts of stereotypical American um, suburban life is a homeowner association. They do not want you to rewild. They don't want your wildflower front yard for the pollinators. They don't want that. They want the pollinators to die and they want no chickens either. Yeah. Factory so, farm chickens only for HOA people. I will say I was neither the caller nor the owner of the chickens, but I have had a rooster on web road before. It was an accidental rooster. We thought it was a hen and it matured into roosterhood. And, and as soon as I realized it, I was like, oh gosh, I'm trying to like get rid of it, but it wasn't soon enough mm. for the neighbors oh, yeah. not to be bothered by his crow. So and, I, you know, I get it. I get it. But although at the same time, it's like, I get it, but you do live in a, you know, a, a kind of a closely settled development, right? And like, you know, in my life, when it whether it's whether it's in Keene or it's in Boston, like you sort of understand to I I always sort of understood in those situations that sometimes you're going to hear noises that like don't belong to you that you don't want to hear and you just like live with it because it's like the houses are, you don't, you don't live in the middle of the woods. Like nobody promised you peace and quiet, you know, right. like, right. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. So I do think people who complain about these things are a little bit unreasonable. Um, like I get it that it's annoying. It would annoy me, but like, I'm not going to call anyone about it. I'm not going to call anyone on the phone about it because like, am I, I'm not going to call the owner of the animal because I assume that they want to own that animal. I'm not within my rights to tell them to like kill the animal or give it away. I can't tell them to do that. That's not my right. Like, how do you do that? Would you tell someone to give their, I know it's not the same thing, but would you tell someone to like give their dog away? I mean, like, yeah, if it bit a child's head or something like that, but like, <laughs> again, Just aside, from, aside from or damage someone's property, according to the law, <laughs> you know, but Again, unless the unless the animal actually commits a crime of that nature, you can't yeah. take that away from people. And like you have to tolerate people's noises and stuff like that. And you try to be respectful of the people around you. But again, when houses are close and there's there's things like that, yeah. it kind of is what it is to me, you know? Yeah, I I hear the rooster. It's it's diagonally across from me. I hear it all the time. It's a, it, a rooster noise doesn't bother me. Like there's other birds that are loud in the morning. Yeah. Like if your window is open, there's wild birds that make noises louder than the rooster. And like let's say even if the rooster woke you up or something, like you can't fall back to sleep after the roost like after you hear a rooster. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I mean, I love sleeping with noise. So I don't know. Like that just, I can't relate to that. Like, oh, like a noise. 
all right, we'll roll over. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you woke up, you say, hey, it's a rooster. Fuck the rooster. And you go back to sleep. You know, I mean, I just I just don't understand given that the time of day, really. But yeah, I have one more story. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you're ready to move oh, on, unless you have more to say. We've covered the neighborly rooster enough, I think, sufficiently. Um, there our our friend, not a perfect stranger. Jess Hip is in the paper oh, again. The belt hip. The belt hip. Oh, what's what has Jessica done now? This was a week ago. I meant to tell you about it at the time. The article is titled Waiting for High Speed Internet. Ooh, nice. So this is service in the northern part of Temple contingent on a pull rights agreement. Oh. So turns out 45% of the residents of Temple have their fast internet, but the rest of the town doesn't. The power companies have not signed the pull rights. It was the project was supposed to be completed in May, uh-huh. but TDS. Who is TDS? They are. Uh, they might be the company that they contracted with. They, they're a like they a own Wi-Fi. the poles apparently. Okay. Okay. It does not. It doesn't. It doesn't like tell what that acronym is for. Um, but they own the poles on the north side of town, and they haven't signed the agreement. EverSource signed their pole agreement which is why Fidium has the access to 45% of the town. And so Jess says, we're re- we're just really hopeful TDS will make good on their word. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. And she also, um, so the, so some of the residents of Temple are concerned that, you know, Fidium is not going to install broadband in the north side of Temple. Um, the town so- is not not paying for the other half of the project until this problem is solved. So I wonder if, so TDS, I bet you they have the poll rights because they might have, they might own the, like the phone lines on it um, because they're, they're a telecom company, but they also offer fiber internet. And so I Um, wonder if they're fucking with them because consolidated slash Vidium has the contract. You know what I mean? uh Uh-huh. Well, it, does not, could, it doesn't say that in this no, article. I, well, they wouldn't say that, but they're not going to say that publicly. I mean, I think they could get sued if they, if they actually okay. said that. If they speculated. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm wondering if that's, because why, you know what I mean? Because I didn't hear shit about poll rights in Peterborough. You know, it didn't seem to be, like, those guys, like, came with an army and ran fiber on every poll in town, like, in, like, a two-week period of time or some crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear a problem so i'm just wondering if tds you know an, a competitor isn't just gumming up the works for no reason Interesting. i mean for, not, not for no reason but for spiteful vindictive reasons yeah but do they do they offer fiber internet that it's not fiber high speed is that what you said no, they do, but 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 not around here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I see. Okay, they, okay they're okay. another provider of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're another uh-huh. contractor potentially for a town. You know, and Fidium is winning every town. I don't know if TDS is competing for these towns. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. it's something that TDS could do in theory. They're a similar company to Consolidated, like right. in terms of they um, provide DSL and things like that. Which is why I'm guessing they may own some of like the actual phone lines, um, Got it. and that's why they have poll rights. Uh, just speculating. I don't really understand how that works, but um, yeah. 
What what I don't understand Sorry, is like yes, I don't mean to accuse you, but uh, you know, if you're not if you are not being vindictive, then release the poll rights and give internet to Temple. Yeah. So I don't. Did they? So I guess they said that they were going to sign it earlier, and they're just not. I don't. Yeah. Know. But this article says that they agreed to sign the paperwork by July fourth. So oh, hopefully that will happen this week. We'll move forward. Yeah. I meant to mention this at the beginning of the week. This is my first episode broadcasting on Town Fidium. Thank you, Bill Taylor. No thanks to Karen Hatcher. Um, seems to be working great. Very helpful. Guys, if you are on the fence about doing this and signing up for it, you can get an appointment. This isn't like Comcast. Like You can get a guy over here to install this in like a day. It's crazy. I went to book an I signed up. I booked an appointment. And I think they wanted to give me an appointment for like, it was, this was like midweek last week, maybe Wednesday or something. They wanted to give me an appointment for Friday. And I forget why I think I was busy. I am. I was busy. I was at Northlands at the music festival that day. So I'm like, no, can't be that day. And then I think I was afraid I would have something to do on Monday. So, um, I was like Tuesday, Tuesday morning. And there was nonetheless, excuse me. There was a guy who showed up on i think it was thursday with a bucket truck and was like hey hey like your appointment's on tuesday but um we're just gonna run the line down your driveway so that when the guy comes he just has to set it up he's like we don't need you to do anything and you don't need to be home i'm just letting you know and i'm like awesome so that was like a day it was like they yeah, got they came like the next day to like run this wire and then, yeah the guy came super helpful installed the thing you know we, we talked about a bunch of options of how to set it up but i think we set it up the right way you know, he got you me. Did not up and, call the cops. I'm assuming. Nope, did not call the cops on him. I welcomed nice. him in. I gave well him a done. bottle of water and a tip at the end, um, and uh, it was great. And so far, it seems to be working awesome. It's kind of funny if I was one of those people that was like afraid of Wi-Fi beams. Right now, I have Comcast Wi-Fi beams and Fidium Wi-Fi beams because, like, I think I have like two weeks left before I have another Comcast bill, so I didn't call them until this was all set up, you know, and I haven't changed over like every device in the house to the new thing yet. So it's a process, but so there's Wi-Fi yes. beams everywhere right now, but like the fiber earlier, be working fantastic. You got, you better sleep in a Faraday cage tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to bust out my Faraday cage and my fall gag. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, I think the ball gag might be a nice way to end the program um, for this week. Uh, <laughs> Left me speechless. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, you know, thank you all for joining us, for, for rejoining us here, for, for coming along with us, for addressing these serious issues of our time. We care about the teens. We want them to be happy. I, but I don't have any answers. And I, I'm not sure that we can help their future, but we love them all the same and we are not inciting any violence against them. I swear to God. All right. Um, we will, um, Sam will be back in a couple of days. I think we'll be back to regular schedule for a couple of weeks. Uh, at least, um, we'll record again this week for next week. Hopefully this episode can come out by Thursday, Friday at the latest. And, uh, you know, sorry for the gap. We maybe we'll get Sarah on at some point, but, We'll put the link to her book in the notes. Like I said, sold out. 
sold out first run like very, very quickly during the presale. We got a new batch coming very soon. Um, jump on it. Very popular. It's the hot item right now. So really great news there. Sarah, please come on the program. And lastly, I'm going to go address some envelopes with her tomorrow. And I'm just going to like peer pressure. Like, surprise. This is a, this is a moment You're for peer live. pressure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, special thanks as always to our dear producer and sound Lord, Chad Patterson of studio 117.net and down by 10, the band. Um, these guys, as I said in the last episode, they're booked up like so many weekends. Um, and I do know, um, Sam reached out to me the other day about a friend of his who wanted to book them for a private party. And the preferred contact is, um, down by 10 band at gmail.com. You can email them and see if you might be able to get a booking in for any of the things they're doing. These guys, it's, it's kind of amazing. They have, um, I mean, it's not like, it's not amazing if you know, Chad, you know, he's a really talented guy and he's a really good guy to, to, to deal with. So I can understand if people meet him and, and, um, are talking with him and, and hear his, his talent and everything that they want to hook up with Chad. But, you know, just looking at it from an outsider, you see this cover band come in from out of nowhere with their, um, hot dad summer rock and just, um, take off with this, this meteoric rise. Um, Really proud of them. Really need to get to see them at some point. I hope that I can very soon. Hopefully sometime we'll, we'll bring them out to Peterborough. Um, but Chad can help you at Studio 117 for any sound needs that you have. Any, any recording, production, uh, amplification, mixing, any of those things, you can hit them up there. Um, like I said, the bands can play any function that you can think of. Um, except not this Saturday because he's coming to my life, love, and liberty barbecue. Light, light, love, and liberty? I don't know. We're having a party. Um, it's going to be great. Chad's coming in a in his personal capacity, not pro- professional. Um, so it's awesome. So hit hit him up, though, and have a happy Fourth of July. Thank you for joining us as you go forth and either denounce or appreciate the country. I love you either way. Um, but while you do so, however you do so, as you do so, remember to take good advice. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.